Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. We got number one, BTC at $41,826.55, down 1.32%. Number two, Ethereum, $2,875.71, down 2.12%. Tether at number three, $1.00. Number four, Cardano, $2.06, down 4.44%. Binance Coin, number five, $338.82, up 0.09%. Number six, XRP, $0.91, down 2.13%. Solana, number seven, $138.01, up 0.98%. Number eight, USD Coin, $1.00. Polkadot, $27.18, down 2.18%. And last, number 10, Dogecoin, 19 cents, down 1.19%. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So today, we got extreme fear at 24. Yesterday was extreme fear at 25. Last week was extreme fear at 21, and last month was greed at 73. Let's take a look at the five articles today. Article one is, can Ethereum actually fall to $2,700 just because investors wanted to? Article two, popular crypto trader says, while Bitcoin takes a nap, these two DeFi coins show great upside. Article three, did you know the Chinese government is the second largest Bitcoin holder? Article four, this is where Bitcoin has an edge over stocks and real estate. And last but not least, number five, this tiny nation is on a fast track to a crypto revolution. So uh, if it's your first time here at Dave's Daily Crypto Take, thank you so much. Welcome to all of the unbiased news and updates about cryptocurrency. If you're catching me on podcasts, you can catch me on Apple, Spotify, or Google. And please leave a rating and review. It does help me out. If you're in YouTube space and watching on the videos, uh, please like, share, and subscribe. It does help me out and the algorithm. So again, thank you again for all your support. Let's get into it. Article number one. Can Ethereum actually fall to $2,700 just because investors wanted to? Ethereum has seen bouts of hikes and falls this month with single-day increases touching almost 11.3% and single-day falls sitting at 10.5%. In such an anticipated market, why are people turning bearish for Ethereum is the question. And even if they are, what are the chances of Ethereum actually falling further? Investors want Ethereum to fall? Not all, obviously. The observation comes from the Deribit's puts and calls contracts data. According to the same trading volumes of puts and options have been as high as 31K, amounting to more than $90 million. These options are targeted mostly for Ethereum to hit $2,700. Now, since Deribit represents almost 96% of all open interest in the options market, it can be considered as almost all of the market's opinion. This observation comes despite the fact that for over a month now, the options market has witnessed bullishness rising. The implied volatility to realize volatility spread signals this as the IV has been superseding RV for a while now. Uh, 
And with the at the money ATM, implied volatility reaching above 100% for all of one month, three months, and six months, the market can expect some price swings in the positive direction. There is also a 60% domination of calls options for contracts expiring on 1st of October, where investors are coveting for Ethereum to hit $3,200. But then again, there is a 40% puts domination as well expiring on 1st October, in addition to the ones that are expiring on 8th of October. So what are the chances of Ethereum dropping? Nothing can be said with any certainty, but there's a fair chance of a price fall happening. According to the probability index, for instance, in October, there is a 54% chance Ethereum will drop to $2,700. If the market wants to reduce this 54% probability and avoid a fall, some buying pressure is needed stat. The price over the week has already gone down by 12.3%. Looking at the RSI and the SAR movement, no immediate change in trend is guaranteed either. So what do you guys think about this? Can Ethereum actually fall to $2,700 just because investors wanted to? Comment down below and let me know what you think. Do you want to get the Ethereum price below 27 or do you want to go higher? All right, article two. Popular crypto trader says, while Bitcoin takes a nap, these two DeFi coins show great upside. Apex cryptocurrency Bitcoin is likely to see more choppy trading while decentralized finance tokens Avalanche and DYDX continue to trend higher, according to a pseudonymous crypto analyst, Altcoin Sherpa. What happened? Altcoin Sherpa told his 129,000 followers on Twitter that while Bitcoin will likely see more volatility between the $40,000 and $50,000 levels, it will surge once it breaks through the $50,000 level. Tweets, I think we're going to see similar price action to what we saw in the summer of 2020. For the next few weeks, personally, I'm guessing we will still see more chop between 40 and 50. Once it leaves 50K, it will moon and alt say goodnight. The crypto analyst said he sees a bullish market structure for Avalanche, a smart contract platform that operates in the DeFi space and continues to target the altcoin touching $100 in the coming weeks. He tweets, Still one of my biggest bags, market structure is still bullish from what I can see. Still targeting $100 in the coming weeks. We'll see if L1s continue through. Alcoin Sherbro also lamented that he missed the entire run in DYDX, which is continuing to trend higher despite discussions surrounding the altcoin's utility. He tweets, I missed the entire run because I'm an idiot and not in tune with the market. The trend still seems to be up for now waiting for some sort of big blow off top before pulling back. I know there are some FUD discussions about the utility of this thing, but it probably doesn't matter. So why it matters. AVAX is the native token of the Avalanche blockchain, which raised $230 million in a private token sale earlier this month. The altcoin is now the 11th largest cryptocurrency in terms of market capitalization, according to coin market cap data. Avalanche's year-to-date gains are an impressive 1,753.6%, but the cryptocurrency is down 14.1% from its all-time high of $79.52 reached last week. DYDX is a decentralized exchange that saw higher trading volume on its platform than public cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase Global on Monday and China's regulatory crackdown on cryptocurrencies. 
The platform's native token is currently down almost 13.6% from its all-time high of $22.85 reached on Monday. Price action. Bitcoin is down 4.2% during the past 24 hours, trading at $41,981.37 at press time, while Avalanche is down 2.6% during the 24-hour period to $66.91. DOIDX is down 5.4% during the 24-hour period to $19.43. So there you guys have, what do you guys think about this popular crypto trader says, while Bitcoin takes a nap, these DeFi coins show great upside. Comment down below and let me know if you hold any Avalanche or DYDX tokens. All right, number three. Did you know the Chinese government is the second largest Bitcoin holder? Two points in this article. Number one, the Chinese government holds more than 194K Bitcoin, which was seized from the plus token scammers. Two, most countries gain cryptocurrencies via seizure, uh, except for El Salvador, which recently announced its Bitcoin reserve. Judging by the ongoing crypto regulatory tension and crackdown in China, one can easily conclude that the country is the most stringent place for any digital currency-related operations. Most exchanges and miners operating in the country have had to shut down or migrated to other jurisdictions. Amidst all these tussles, did you know that Chinese government is still the second largest single entity holding Bitcoin? The Chinese government holds over $8 billion in Bitcoin. For the record, China accounts for 0.9% of all Bitcoin in circulation, according to the information provided by Kevin Rook. The Chinese government reportedly has about 194,775 BTC, which is worth over $8.1 at the current price of $42,040 per coin. The country is only second to Grayscale, a company that manages crypto investment funds. Grayscale reportedly holds 653,632 BTC worth over $27 billion and also represents about 3.1% of the Bitcoin supply. The U.S. government holds 70,124 BTC, according to the data. Although the U.S. and Chinese government have a sizable amount of BTC in possession, reports of BTC purchases from governments are very rare except for El Salvador, which recently purchased a total of 550 Bitcoin. The Bitcoins held by the Gadiz governments mainly were once confiscated from cyber criminals or violators. China, U.S. gained Bitcoin via seizures. There are several cases that when Chinese and U.S. confiscated a significant amount of cryptocurrencies, in November last year, the Chinese authorities seized about $4.2 billion in crypto from the plus token Ponzi crackdown including the 194,775 BTC, 833,083 ETH, and many other cryptocurrencies. In August, the U.S. Internal Revenue Services, IRS, reported they had about $1.2 billion worth of crypto in their possession, which was all seized. Also, in November 2020, the Department of Justice announced they seized about $1 billion worth of Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Both the U.S. and Chinese authorities have an obligation to auction these coins, as seen in the past with other countries such as Ireland, Belgium, South Korea, and so on. So what do you guys think about this? Did you know the Chinese government is the second largest Bitcoin holder, only second to Grayscale, which has the top? Comment down below and let me know if you knew that or not. All right. 
Uh, before we move on to round two of the articles, I just want to say again, thank you so much for everyone that's been messaging me or emailing me about some ideas they want to hear on the Dave's Daily Crypto Take channel. Uh, if you are on the podcast space, check me out on Apple, Spotify, or Google and leave a rating or review. It does help me out a lot. Uh, I've been trying to grow this channel about more and more. And today is the 60th uh, video and podcast. So again, thank you so much to all my supporters. Love you so much. Let's keep on going to it. Article number four. This is where Bitcoin has an edge over stocks and real estate. Bitcoin is considered the most successful cryptocurrency. It continues to entice investors who previously viewed gold as a de facto inflation hedge and portfolio insurance. So is it a wise decision to add BTC to an investment portfolio? Well, here's what the current issue of this prestigious 178-year-old weekly magazine has to say about the same. Diversification is both observed and sensible. A rule of behavior which does not imply the superiority of diversification must be rejected both as a hypothesis and as a maxim. An expert at The Economist reiterating the aforementioned quote by the Nobel Prize winner, Harry Mokrowitz's journal in 1990, opined that, quote, investors should maximize his or her returns relative to the risk, the volatility in returns they are taking. It follows naturally that assets with high and dependable returns should feature heavily in a sensible portfolio. The article sheds light on a need for diversification, stating diversification can reduce volatility without sacrificing returns. So Bitcoin, a great portfolio diversification tool. Asset classes in an investment portfolio should have the potential to provide high returns, meanwhile have little or no correlation to each other. For example, although stocks and real estate can yield juicy returns, unfortunately, they are also highly correlated to each other. This is where Bitcoin has an edge. The cryptocurrency might be highly volatile, but during its short life, it also has a high, high average returns. Importantly, it also tends to move independently of other assets. Since 2018, the correlation between Bitcoin and stocks of all geographies has been between 0.2 to 0.3. Over longer time horizons, it is even weaker. Its correlation with real estate and bonds is similarly weak. Ergo, the factor makes it an ex excellent potential source of diversification. The chart below sheds light on the same, i.e. Bitcoin's correlation with others. In addition to this, the findings also showcased an important aspect to support the largest token. It noted that even though and throughout Bitcoin's 2018 and 2019 bear market, a portfolio with 1% allocation to Bitcoin still offered a higher risk-reward option than one without it. An optimal portfolio contained a Bitcoin allocation of 1% to 5%. This is not just because cryptocurrencies rocketed. Even if one cherry picks a particularly volatile couple of years for Bitcoin, say January 2018 to December 2019, when it fell steeply, a portfolio with a 1% allocation to Bitcoin still displayed better risk-reward characteristics than one without it. The said allocation has been followed or advised before as well. Consider this, Rick Edelman, founder of Edelman Financial Engines, while speaking to CNBC, said, allocating 1% of a portfolio toward Bitcoin could give exposure to this asset class without damaging finances. This interview was conducted in 2020. Fast forward to the current year, different crypto experts have increased their crypto allocations. So 
there you guys have it. This is where Bitcoin has an edge over stocks and real estate. Comment down below and let me know what you think about this article. All right, let's move on to the main topic today. It is, this tiny nation is on a fast track to a crypto revolution. Unlike El Salvador, Bhutan is doing the whole blockchain thing right. So there are four points to this. Number one, crypto is the key to happiness, or maybe not. Two, the infighting is intensifying as the Federal Reserve. Three, Germany is just as divided as America, but not nearly as salty. And four, petrol panic is quickly turning into pasta panic in the UK. So from butter to blockchain, let's play a little game. Say you are hungry for some tacos. You will walk into Taco Bell and order way too much food as one does. The cashier gives you the total. Would you rather attempt to pay for your cheesy gorditas with Dogecoins or a literal stick of butter? If you lived in the quaint Himalayan kingdom of Bhutan, then paying for stuff with dairy products wouldn't sound so absurd. People in Bhutan were bartering with all sorts of things, butter, cheese, meat, and wool, up until the 1950s. As the concept of cash is pretty new in the landlocked nation, it's easy to see why the Bhutanese people want to fast forward through their boring paper money phase and hit play on the exciting part, their crypto revolution. Unlike El Salvador's nightmarish foray into crypto, Bhutan's doing the whole blockchain thing right. The hydroelectric powered nation teamed up with San Francisco based Ripple to create a paperless version of its national currency, Nigultrum. The pilot includes an open source ledger that claims to be carbon neutral and 120,000 times more efficient than proof of work blockchains. Will going digital make the 800,000 strong, mostly Buddhist uh, society even happier than in its butter bartering days? The answer, it might. And it's just not tiny, idyllic nations. Uh, jumping on the blockchain bandwagon, the crypto market has metastasized into a $2 trillion monster, driven by a fear of missing out that continues to draw in smart, wealthy people, especially in North America. In a somewhat dramatic twist, Bitcoin bulls consider China's digital currency bans and the FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt that ensued as a good thing because they see it as a golden opportunity for America to claim the crypto crown. But would a U.S.-China rivalry actually favor a cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin? Well, if you answered with a resounding yes, then yeah, Lionel would like to have a word with you. Feuds at the Fed, fiery showdowns, shady comebacks, and an intensifying struggle for influence. No, this is not an advertisement for the next season of The Bachelorette. It's a description of what's happening at the U.S. Central Bank. And boy, are things getting juicy over there. Let's just lay down the hot goss. On September 22nd, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said inflation expectations are terribly important. Seems like a fine enough thing to say at a press conference, right? Well, not a day went by before longtime Fed economist Jeremy Rudd released a paper with this title. Why do we think that inflation expectations matter for inflation? And should we? The shade, not only is Rudd suggesting Fed economists can have a sense of humor of a sort, he's also signaling there's not exactly a love fest happening at the Federal Reserve. It's hard not to read it as expressing doubt about the Fed's new policy framework and advocating for vigilance and humility about understanding what might be in store for the U.S. economy. 
Powell's term as Fed chair is up early next year, making this no time for drama. Uh, not only does Powell need to keep critics quiet, he also has a golden opportunity with the departures of Eric Rosengren and Robert Kaplan to get a tighter grip over the Fed's often quarrelsome regional banks. Whether that makes him a dangerous man is a whole other drama. Bonus banking reading. If inflation is transitory, then the Fed can keep up the generosity. If inflation takes off like a spaceship, well, then it may end up provoking the next financial accident. Telltale charts. Take one look at these election maps and you'll see Germany is as politically divided as America. Unlike the US of A, nobody tried to rally their supporters to stop the steal. The UK's petrol panic is exacerbating other supply chain issues and provoking nervous buying by consumers. This is already leading to higher food prices, a trend that is likely to continue in the run-up to Christmas. And just getting cooking, the CDC basically said nothing about guns for two whole decades. So what do you guys think about this? Why nation and the tiny nation, Bhutan, is on a fast track to crypto revolution? Comment down below and let me know if you think this is the next one adopting the Ripple technology. All right, let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. At number one, BTC is at $41,816. Ethereum at $2,875. Tether, $1. Cardano, $2.05. Binance Coin, $336. XRP, 90 cents. Solana, $137. USD coin, $1. Polkadot, $26. And Dogecoin, 19 cents. There you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take, all unbiased news and updates. So there will be news about for crypto and against crypto. Please do your due diligence and do your own research. Uh, catch me on the podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Google, and catch me on the YouTube space, Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Please have a great crypto day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.